Hey everybody, Adam here. It's a beautiful Monday morning. We had a lot of thunderstorms last night. Just took my dog for a walk. She kicked a bunch of muddy water at my shirt. I need to change. This is going great. Uh, this show is one I recorded with Brian Gillespie from Hasport. Uh, Hasport uh, is Honda Automotive Performance Manufacturer. They build engine mounts to put one Honda motor into another Honda, stuff like that. Really cool dude. Was on the show probably about a year ago, and uh, always have a good time talking to Brian. He was on the show a couple times last year, I think, from Honda Meet with Austin and uh, myself. And uh, yeah, he and I sat down, and they came all the way up from Phoenix to Michigan to Gingerman Raceway for uh, for our little club event and uh, Honda Meet 16. So it was a great event. Really, really uh, a pretty fun show. Brian was very cold. It was 60 degrees and windy. Um, so you might hear him shivering a little bit towards the end. I think we mentioned it a few times. But uh, uh, he has talked about uh, releasing this show as uh, a podcast of his own, which he's been recording podcasts for probably a year now. But uh, so you might hear this on uh, one of his shows. I think it's going to be called Inside Line. So that would be kind of cool. Um, he and I recorded before, but I think audio was messed up like six months ago. So, yeah, the uh, the show today will also be brought to you by um, Grilled Life. We have our biggest event of uh, the year, hopefully, down in Atlanta, uh, August 26th through 28th. And there are still some uh, HPDE driver spots available, just a few. And we can fill a lot more time attack spots if, uh, if people show up. We can make as much room as we need for time attack. Pretty good field so far. But love to invite all of our NASA SCCA uh, time, t- time trial guys uh, and uh, wheel-to-wheel racer guys out for time attack. Uh, and even advanced level HPDE guys, there's class for you and grid.life is the website for that you can check out uh, pricing and everything it's very very uh, cheap track time for road atlanta for three days so time tech guys we get a lot of sessions also so sign up and uh let's hang out There'll be a lot of slip angle shows recorded there we should be doing some live shows and uh, we have a lot of good guests at the track that weekend so we got to make best use of our use of our time austin is one of our lead instructors and i'm the motorsports director basically i'm I make sure the track event is happening when it's supposed to be happening, where it's supposed to be happening. So, a lot of work going into this event. Should be a really good event, and uh, hope some of you guys can join us. Some of the uh, some of the the, the coolest people in uh, time uh, attack and in drift uh, will be there. There will be a lot of the pro drifters. Some of the biggest names um, should be there for drift demos, and they're gonna be drifting the whole track instead of just the drift arena in uh, turn 10A, 10B area so it should be a lot of stuff to see uh some really good music acts we'd love for you guys to come out so check it out grid.life that is where you can purchase tickets they will be available day of uh, at the gate also but love to know how many people are coming so we can know what to plan for so uh, the more the merrier should be quite a party so the uh uh, the show today was a fun one. We, me, me, uh, me and Brian had a good time recording, and uh, the next day he also recorded a video. Uh, he, he and uh, he and I and his son Carter, actually his son Carter and I drove Carter's Integra, which is 285 uh, tires up front, 280 some horsepower, K series swap, uh, and I think 225 tires in the back with their 360 treadwear for the the Super Street FF battle, I believe. The car is the weirdest, most uh, awesome <laughs> wheel drive car I ever drove on track. So uh, we recorded a video for VTech Academy that should be up soon. Well, it was a good weekend hanging out with uh, Brian and Carter and uh, and all the Hasport buddies that came up. Um, glad they uh, could make the trek out to our event again. And uh, without further ado, we'll let uh, 
see if we can get Austin to intro this thing. If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash show, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktune.com slash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. see you guys on the next show and he and i'll be recording again soon uh and he has almost settled in for his new life in california so uh, maybe we can get him on the blower a little bit record some shows but otherwise we'll definitely be doing a ton of shows in august at grid life so talk to you guys soon hello hello we're recording things that was too loud <laughs> all right i'm one you are two who are we with today we're with Brian Gillespie. Hey, Brian. Welcome back. It's been what, to be about, about a year? <laughs> about a year. About a year. <laughs> and uh, um, what have you been doing in the last year? You and Hasport and all your Hasport things you do. A lot of the stuff we've been doing is uh, basically coming out with a few new products, uh, working hard on uh, some project cars. Uh, yeah. We're back racing again. Okay. Uh, we have a... Uh, DA Integra that's yep. got a supercharged K24 and a wide body on it. It's that, uh, it's about four feet from us right now. It's a uh, uh, Hasport builds weird, cool things, and it, <laughs> it fits the mold. <laughs> it is a it is a weird, cool thing. We should probably say where we're at. Uh, we're back at West Michigan Honda Meet, which is where we talked to you last year. Um, that's right. Did a couple of shows. I think you were on two shows last year, weren't you? I was. Yep. Um, the drunken brawl. And then the uh, regular <laughs> event. I don't think it was much of a brawl. It wasn't. Just, it was just fun. <laughs> we, we did. Uh, did you ever listen to the three-hour ITR Expo show we did from here? Oh that, yeah, that was a drunken brawl. <laughs> I did listen to that, and you're uh, right, it was. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of people. We had, I think, nine people on that show. But, that was uh, good time. Yeah. Uh, so far today, uh, we have no Austin. I don't know where he is. He hasn't showed up. Well, uh, I happened to bump into him just the other day. <laughs> yeah, he uh, in he, Oklahoma. Yeah, he's not. He's not coming. He's we were at the. Uh, Kachina Indian Shop, I think it was. Cherokee Indian Shop. Okay. Uh, he and his newlywed wife. Yeah, him and Jessica moved to California. Yeah, they were heading so, down to his new job. Yeah. I don't think we're. I don't think he's saying what it is yet. He announced it today on Facebook. Did he? Yes. Okay. Well, then people probably know. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's going to be uh, working at Garrett Turbo. So. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, very uh, very exciting for him. Is your thing recording too? Yes, I can see. I can see the lines popping up on it. What are you so going to do with good. this? I am going to. He's recording audio I, also. Yeah, I'm recording at the same time. I'm going to use this on inside lines. So cool. when we get done with what we got here, I'm going to ask you a few extra questions. Oh, fine. Yeah. We so, can't have uh, it on slip angle. Yeah, we can do it on slip angle. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, what brought you guys back up to West Michigan Hanami? Well, West Michigan Hanami. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, what brought you? It's what brought me. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the Bell's beer. Uh, the Bell's beer is good. It's colder here because it's colder here than Phoenix. It is. The weather brought me here, too. Um, you, it's brought, a slight, you brought more people, too. Yeah. It's got to be about 60-some-odd degrees. And, yeah, my son came this time, and his uh, his girlfriend, yeah. Kiana, she's taking photos everywhere. We'll put those up on Facebook. Cool. Um, and 
I'll tell you, it's uh, this event is one of the funnest events I go to. Good, without a doubt. We, uh, have, have you ever been to Friday portion of it, or were you just here Saturday, Sunday last year? Uh, no, we were here Friday last year. Oh, Remember, we, we got here Thursday night. night. Yeah. yeah, we got here Thursday night. Yeah, uh, got rained on. Yeah, uh, got up next morning and it rained on yeah. us again. That yeah, was pouring rain last yeah. year. Yeah, then uh, we had the tornado warning. That's true. And uh, uh, then it cleared up and was nice. Yeah, so far we have better weather this year. Oh yeah. So. Other than the fact, I am freezing. Well, it's half the temperature here that it is in Phoenix. Today, right. right. True. Literally almost half the time. Yeah, it's like 60, and I think it was 118 uh, last week Unbelievable hot, man. So My, my dad spent a couple of years in Phoenix. Uh, he started a business out there, and then the economy fell apart, and we closed it and moved it back to Chicago. And uh, I remember working there in the summertime when we were closing up shop, just getting all the jobs done, a uh, small glass company. And it was 120, uh, 118, and you would – You'd get totally covered in sweat, and you turn the air on in your truck, and you'd be dry in like eight minutes, because you have the weirdest climate I've ever seen. No humidity, no so humidity. blazing hot. Yeah, it was terrible, man. I, <laughs> I think I think one of the funnest things that people don't understand is when it's 112. Yeah, it's in the shade. It's almost as comfortable as it is here when it's 90. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so hot though. Still, Ugh. yeah. But yeah, so you got a little bit cooler weather here. How? Uh, How's the family like the the different climate here? Oh, they love it. My wife actually comes up here every year. Okay. Uh, she's, she's got a from here. Local? She's, she's from, from here? here. Yeah. Where at? What town is she? Uh, she's uh, born. Let's see. No, she was raised in. Um, gosh darn, Okemos. Okay. So I've heard of that town? I don't know where it is. I I've heard not. Of it. I, I know I've got that wrong now. But anyway, she went to Unless, Lansing. She went to. Uh, uh, is it the? It's in mid, Lansing. Mid, like she mid lived state? In East Lansing. That's yeah. where it was. She's right in the middle. East somewhere. Lansing. Okay. That's where she's from. There's an oak something, oaky, oaky something. Yeah, yeah I about. screwed that up. Don't worry um, about that. Yeah, East Lansing. That's, uh, that's not too far from here. Yeah, we were like half a dozen people from East Lansing at the track today. Yeah, so. we're actually uh, uh, visiting with friends in Fremont. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, we're staying in this really nice house on a lake. Cool. And fishing every morning and, and enjoying that's not the bad. heck out of it. Are you, uh, I thought you were camping here too. We are. You're well, just going yeah, there after I, the event. Okay. Right. We, I've already been there three days. Cool. Came here for three days, go back there for cool. three days, and drive back to Phoenix. And, and you also you did me a huge favor. I should thank you for this. Uh, you picked up a motor from somebody in Palm Springs, I think, for Yes. Me? And you brought it all the way here, so I didn't have to ship a motor. It made that purchase. Uh, it made that purchase doable. Yeah. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. That was uh, a huge uh, help in my race program next year. <laughs> so, hey, no problem. Um, Happy to do it. So this year, uh, what kind of racing have you been getting back into? Uh, basically, Carter has been doing some track days yeah. uh, with, with the wide body DA. Yeah, here. with the vet, wide body DA. We've. Uh, we're working with Jackson's where we were last year, doing it again this year with yeah. uh, um, the uh, CRX. Uh, okay. I actually just started modifying a CRZ that belongs to HBD. Okay. They have a uh, CRZ that they were running in a few events that was a safety car for a few years. Okay. And uh, now it's going to uh, go back as kind of a club racer. Kind okay. of Full probably. cage and stuff or no? Uh, pardon me? Full cage? Oh, yeah. Way? Full cage. Yeah. This thing was a... Um, a car they raced B spec, I think. Really? Uh, yeah, they raced at twenty five hours. Oh, okay. okay. I think, yeah, Seriously. I think I remember I seeing pictures of B spec. But anyway, they raced some, at twenty five hours. Yeah, some NASA class. Yeah, for that. it was a turbo L fifteen at the time. Yeah. Um, what we are doing with it is putting a K series in it. So uh, 
wow. it'll probably wind up going back to them with a K24 in it, okay. and hopefully they'll run it again this year at the 25 hours. Uh, is the hybrid drivetrain all removed from that thing? It's all gone. Okay. So, uh, yeah, part probably of the diet. Probably pretty light then, too. Yeah. Right? It yeah. probably lost 150 pounds without the yeah. hybrid drivetrain. That's all, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well. Pretty light. Yeah, pretty light drivetrain. Right. The... You know, that's a L15. The motor's not that big, so yeah. the drive, the battery pack is probably less than 80 pounds. Okay. And uh, all of the engine probably weighs another 60 pounds more because yeah. of the the integrated motor that yeah sandwiches in between the okay. transmission and block. How how, uh, how do the K series fit in the CRZs? Like it belongs there. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only thing that doesn't that lets you know that it doesn't really work is the AC compressor, if you have AC in it, yeah. uh, actually the uh, pulley interferes with uh, one of the frame rails on the course. Board. Oh, okay. So uh, you have to do a little bit of notching there if you want to have AC, yeah. but uh, it'll still fit in there pretty easily. Okay. And, they, and my understanding is Honda, when they brought this, when they brought the CRZ in, originally it was designed yeah. in Japan, Honda of America actually put a K20 in it and okay. was hoping that they could produce it like that. Yeah, it's like and, a Type R variant yeah. or something? And unfortunately, it didn't crash uh, pass crash test okay. because of the the closeness of the front end to okay. the uh, engine. So, uh, but that in, that car is almost identical to the Type R a few years ago in Europe. Really, yeah, I didn't know that. It's got the same strut suspension, got the same twist beam rear axle. Okay, it's it, it's an extremely similar chassis. Okay, um, how similar is the CRZ to the Fit? Is that very bit, similar? Is that engine similar? The CRZ is a little wider. Okay. But the fit is almost identical in geometry. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, and of course uh, the mount kit that we use for putting the K series in the Series E will also work in the second gen fit. Oh wow! So it's that similar, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We had uh, we had our, our buddies the Ramblers, a lot of our instructor buddies. They were having fit battle today. Uh, <laughs> they had like four identically prepped fits. Those and, are all first gens. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and they were flogging the snot out of fits. And I love Fits as track cars. They're fun little cars. Um, You're getting a little sideways out there. Super simple car. Oh, yeah. And light enough. It feels like an old Civic when you drive it, you know. They're fun cars on track. I really enjoy it. I've, I've tracked a couple different ones, second gen and a first gen. I think and the second gen is a little bit, little bit crisper handling. Yeah. Um, I thought the same. We had uh, my buddy Kyle had one. We took we unplugged the ABS, mm-hmm. I think the ABS fuse or whatever, because traction. He didn't have – he had our, his – our 888 uh, Toyos on, like, his random rims off his CRX. Right. And we put them on without the TPMS, mm-hmm. and so it was all freaking out. No tire pressure monitors. Sure. Um, so we pulled the ABS, and it drove just like an ancient Civic. It was <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. With, with that weird suspension, it felt a lot like an EF. Uh, it was it, They're fun on track, man. I think they are. Uh, I, I would. Uh, that's actually how the conversation started with HPD was I – they were running fits, and I knew they were no longer running the second-gen fits, so I asked them what they were doing with them, and unfortunately yeah. they, had, they had already gotten rid of them. Uh, uh, but they said they weren't doing anything with their CRZ, so okay. uh, they allowed me to snag that for a little while. So cool. uh, That's something uh, to play with. Yeah. That's, kind of uh, <laughs> that's not a bad car to just get to play with. No, not but at all. How's, the, how's land speed racing treating you lately? I I haven't been really doing it, although yeah. this year I think is the first year they're going to have Bonneville again for okay. a couple of years. Yeah, they've it's been had, wet for a couple of years, right? Yeah, they've had uh, rain, rain outs, and a little bit of uh, yeah. thin uh, the salt's salt. getting super thin. Right. So Because uh, of the potash mine or whatever. Yeah, uh, exactly. How... Uh, how is the condition of the salt? Is going to be usable, you think? It's or? good this year. Is it? It's really good this year. Okay. It's thick uh, from the reports I've read, so it's they're going to have uh, both long and short courses. Okay. So, uh, What's the long course? Are seven miles? Uh, seven or eight miles, depending. Have you ever uh, driven at Bonneville itself? Oh, yeah. 
You know, I, uh, okay. I didn't know if you record. just did El Mirage or whatever. Yeah, I set a record uh, like 2002 or three uh, with my Insight. Uh, okay. I went out, I think I went out in 2002 with my Insight, seized the motor on the first run out yeah. there. Uh, at about a hundred and something, the motor seized, and that was kind of exciting. Jeez. Uh, we uh, locked the front wheels up, or what happens when the motor? No, seizes? it just felt like I hit a really heavy headwind, and then when I noticed mm-hmm. that it was an issue with the engine, I pushed the clutch in real quick, and all of a sudden, huge cloud of white smoke yeah. out the back, and sounded like somebody dumped a bunch of marbles. What motor in was in can. that? That was a built Toda. K20. Okay. Uh, I think Toda you, didn't yeah, do the building. I uh, think you talked about that on the right. show last year. Somebody yeah. else did that, and they had uh, unfortunately left a few pieces of metal in the uh, um, in some of the that's the uh, place to find out passages too. that made its way into the main bearings. Yeah. And, uh, but actually, what really caused a problem was uh, we got the wrong spec on the pistons, and okay. we had the um, clearance the too tight. Yeah. So the forged piston expanded a little bit and seized, and yeah. Uh, uh, had, it's amazing what a few thousandths of an inch will do. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was crazy. It actually ripped the wrist pin out of the piston and then proceeded to pound the piston in mm-hmm. two small, you know, charcoal briquette-sized really? pieces of aluminum. Just rounded the piston off? Oh, yeah. It was two <laughs> little chunks. <laughs> That's got to be crazy. an expensive day, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was no fun. What? Uh, so, uh, well, anyway, let me. Yeah. Next year, I went back with a stock motor. Okay. And set a record. What record was that? Uh, G G T G stands for two liters. Yep. Uh, one point five to two liters. G T is two seater class. Okay. The class was originally set about seventeen years earlier okay. by a Mercury LN seven. Remember the forty X EXP? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that the version of that. Okay. Little two seater, uh, about as uh, aerodynamic as a brick. Yeah, Insight's a little better than that, probably. Yeah, Insight yeah. was a little better than that. He had four hundred <laughs> horsepower. I had two hundred four. Yeah. And I beat his record by a few tenths. Wow, that's close. Yeah, it was like 157.03. You have to repeat that. Uh, to break yeah. a record at Bonneville, you have to make it both directions or whatever? Not both directions. You just have to go out and repeat it the okay. next day. I didn't know how Bonneville actually worked. It used to be uh, both directions back yeah. in the day. And uh, and I think, um, yeah, they call it like a turnaround. Yeah. And you had to go back the other way. And it may still be that way on some of the events. I'm not really sure. I don't. Is that know. something to do with how the wind might help you one way and not hurt you the other way? or? Probably, and also the fact yeah. they just want you to back it up. That's true, yeah. And it's easier to just turn around and do it again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, But nowadays they just have you, You. what happens is they impound your car. Yeah. And you're not allowed to. Uh, you can't do anything to it at all, yeah, right? Yeah, you've got a very limited stuff you can do to okay. it. Um, basic maintenance, you know, change your intercooler water and stuff like that okay. if you're running boost. Um, but. Uh, then they just you go out first thing next morning. They okay. let everybody who has set a record run go out and back it up the next okay. morning. They give you ideal conditions and everything then, or yeah, you get better conditions that way. Okay, because usually the the track's been prepped a little bit and yeah. possibly even moved. They they so and it's cooler. Yeah, in the morning it would be. Yeah. What are the temperatures out of Bonneville during the day? Uh, during it gets speed up week? in the nineties. Okay. So it's fairly warm, uh, and you get a lot of uh, interesting um, storms out there. Okay. You know, a lot of thunderstorms and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, it's basically hot yeah. and very white. Just a desert. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to run this year? Uh, or Bonneville not. not uh, no, I, I'm 
I mean, uh, in your racing, uh, are you doing any land speed this year at all or no? Nothing land Because you have, speed. what, four insights? I have four insights. So I assume all of them must be land speed cars, right? <laughs> Actually, I want to build one of them to do just to be a street car. Okay. I figure a like K24 a and a good, and a good uh, or maybe a K20. Actually, yeah. I bought a K20. A K20, a good long transmission, and okay. then just see what kind of gas mileage I get and use it as a yeah. daily driver. Supposedly, LHT got better mileage with a K-Series uh, in a Honda Tuning article many years ago uh, than it did stock. That's what I heard. I read that in an article somewhere. Yeah. I think that they might have possibly done that, but that was probably a tired motor because legitimately, yeah. you know, even if you drive like a tool, you get 60 miles per gallon. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I drove out to... I mean, I mean, it was better than like the factory rating, I guess, or whatever. That's probably true. Yeah. That would make sense. It's probably true. That's like worst case scenario testing probably on an Insight. But, right. Um, on a streetcar Insight, like what? how do those drive? Like when you put mods on them, they drive a lot like any modern Honda? Yeah. Yeah. They're quick. Yeah. Um, They're short wheelbase, right? Yeah. Short wheelbase. They... Kind of feels like a modern CRX, I would imagine. Kind of, except they feel a lot less substantial than a CRX, believe okay. it or not. It's you all know, aluminum body, right? The aluminum that body, the do fact it? the suspension's really soft on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as far as how they stable they feel driving, they feel absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, never been in an Insight ever. Never even ridden one. Yeah. yeah. I remember taking mine when I first got it on a really cold day and yeah. actually... Going in a little hot into a corner in the back end coming loose. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> that's great. ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, that, it was you, great. They probably had like 145 tires on it too, right? Yeah, the tiny little tires, that, they're yeah. pretty high pressure too. So yeah. uh, I think I was running them up a little bit higher than I probably yeah, should Yeah, hypermiling. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would imagine you could fling one of those around with the, with the tiny tires. Yeah. And it, the narrower rear end actually makes it also a little looser in the rear. Okay. So, Is their rear wheelbase, wheelbase actually narrower than the front? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that there, was kind of a boat tail effect. Yeah, the like boat the tail look. effect. Yeah. Exactly. That's one of the reasons I crashed the car originally was the boat tail thing. It makes them not very self-correcting if you get them a little sideways. Oh, that makes sense. Land speed racing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for people that haven't heard the episode from last year, you rolled your inside at what 178 miles an hour. And how many times did you roll? Fifteen and a half times. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. Good thing for that auto park cage, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you, Water Power. That's uh, that's the video of that is horrifying. It's terrifying. You got it. What what uh, if people want to look it up? What it, what is it on YouTube? Yeah, if you just look under Hasport Insight Crash. Okay. It's all over the place. It's there's even a crash. slow motion version if you'd like to watch yeah. every excruciating Ugh. tumble and flip. You still have that car, right? I do. Yeah, I do. There's a lot of parts on it I haven't taken off yet. Okay. And at some point I'll get to it. Uh, and right now with the other three that I have. I'd like to build one to land speed race, one for road racing and maybe doing some airport stuff. Okay. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one I just want to keep as a street car and, yeah. and blast around. Is there a lot of the the, roll, the runway racing stuff uh, in the West? There's quite a bit of it, actually. Yeah, We've it's got... getting really popular in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah I, did, uh, I did a half-mile event a few years ago, and there's a ton of them now. There's like two or three sanctioning bodies, you know, companies that run those events, and... Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Like, it's better than drag racing, in my it opinion. It is. It is kind of fun. It, it's a lot less uh, to do with the launch and the tires, and it's it's just it's a little bit more seat time, obviously, and it's a little bit more exhilarating to me. Um, I ran out of gear. It was I thought it was great. <laughs> I never topped my car out <laughs> well, before. 
not there for a while. Yeah, going, it was like, like from here to the bathrooms. I was out of gear. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that runway racing is kind of cool. Yeah, it is fun. I and I and I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that car yeah. with uh, the appropriate amount of horsepower would be yeah. actually hurt some people's feelings probably i would the arrow plays an effect when you're going 150 oh yeah 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 it's an exponential yeah uh amount of drag and you know once you're even over 100 miles an hour you start feeling oh yeah but uh i remember watching doug at honda to do some calculations on uh drag and uh the difference in speed between 200 and 250 miles an hour the difference in horsepower required to do it was almost double yeah i believe it yeah it really really add, and like you're piling air up in front of yourself yeah um i haven't i hadn't actually seen pictures of your land speed insight before you crashed um what did you do to that thing aero wise what were you allowed to do i was allowed to do quite a bit but i didn't really do much okay. um i did kind of the bare minimums i needed to get in a class because the car is so aero is so aerodynamic to be yeah. with it there really wasn't necessary for me to do that much I basically closed down the openings in the front, okay. so uh, they, you know, like any grill, it went the majority across the front bumper. Uh, I probably cut it down to half yep. that size. Uh, I cut down the small opening between the uh, hood and the um, the bumper. Yeah, I cut that down somewhat. Um, I did a little bit of work underneath the car. Mm -hmm. uh, you're required to do some work underneath the car to make it legal for the class i was in okay and uh basically that was it like flat bottom uh, stuff or? yeah yeah exactly they actually have to do it uh yeah the what happens is when you move up in class depending on i went from a gt class to modified sports modified okay. sports says in order to qualify for mod modified sports these are what you, this is what you do so okay. uh so it was one of those things where uh they wanted me to do a certain you know I needed to pass a certain threshold in order yeah. to be legal for that class. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, so, what other kinds of racing and stuff besides you know track days with Carter and we're doing son? a little drag racing right now. Okay. We've got our V6 Civic out and having fun with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the one that you stacked blowers up on the one time. That's the one we stacked the blower yeah. up on. Yeah. We're actually getting ready to go back to do that. It yeah. has a, a ridgeline motor in it. We're going to probably uh, put a six-speed in initially with the ridgeline motor, put okay. a supercharger on it. Uh, go out there and see what it'll do, and then, then we want to actually put the Ridgeline automatic transmission in it. Okay. And uh, not that we want it all-wheel drive; we're just going to leave it two-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we want to see how that'll stand up and yep. kind of make it a bracket racer. Okay. We're hoping we can get something that's, you know, ten seconds or better and uh, and uh, yeah. really, really consistent. Really, that you think that auto trans would hold that kind of power, huh? With that light weight of a vehicle, it's I true. think it will. It's supposed to haul around a 4,000, 5,000-pound car, so maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, it, and also, you got to remember, uh, Honda actually raced that Baja. At, at the Baja. Yeah. Right. Like so a stock drivetrain. Right. And that was the new design of the automatics. They had okay. a little bit of an issue with automatics in earlier cars. Yeah, the, the TLs and Odysseys. The early V6s things. had warranty uh, stuff extended because the auto trainings failed so early. And Yeah, I'm not sure. Exactly sure the details. Yeah, but, but I remember yeah. like people getting auto trainees changed under warranty like ten years later. Exactly because of you know they kind of had to figure out how to build V six autos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so so they made a new design which had an extra shaft. Okay. All the clutch plate packages were bigger. Yeah. It was a much stronger transmission. Cool. And yeah, the that's kind of cool. First. So. Uh, an auto Honda tracker. I mean, it's been done. I know. I remember years ago in sport compact car. Somebody was building a B-Series auto, I think, 
I never I, saw any follow-up to it, um, but I remember reading an article about people prepping the clutch plates or whatever, clutch packs, or I don't know. I don't know anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember yeah. that article, too. Uh, I don't, I, don't, I, don't th- I can't recall any auto Honda drag cars I've ever actually seen in real life, but it makes sense. I'm hoping it works out. I mean, it yeah. would be nice if you could get something that was super consistent. What kind of power do you think you can make out of that thing? Well, we, I know people have gotten up to 1,200 horsepower, the stock crank on this, the V6s. We're not really? trying for that at all. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that motor was that stout. It's pretty stout. I mean, the crank at least. Yeah. Honda cranks are notoriously strong, though. Yeah. Um, they're all forged, and yeah, it's good stuff for, straight from the factory. But Yeah. I mean, we're not going to try for that. We're probably going to shoot for around 500 to 600 horsepower, yeah. but we're hoping that's enough to get us into the yeah. nines. Yeah. You can probably get darn close to that on stock internals if you want to. I bet you could. Yeah. Honda builds strong bottomments. Yeah, like I know nowadays. That, I know that a lot of people have been running routinely, you know, 400 horsepower, you know, sand rails, yeah. and just having a blast with those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our buddy Cody from Love Fab, he's been putting uh, the J series motors into NSXs. Um, I was just talking to him about that. Yeah, it. Uh, they're not bad motors. So. No, and they're cheap. So, cool. They're cheap. Um, have you guys done a lot of drag racing with Hasport or no? No, we did a little bit back. You know, when drag racing was real popular, we had an yeah. 84, um, actually it was probably an 85 CRX SI that had uh, the Mugen wide body kit on it. Okay. Um, and then uh, we did, um, gosh, um, put a B-series in that. Yeah. Had a little bit of fun with that. Actually, originally we had a, a D16 uh, ZC motor in it yeah. with a Gretty turbo on it. Okay. And uh, drag race that had about 250 horsepower, and then uh, uh, put a B series in it, and then immediately sold it to um, Eric Aguilar. I was going to ask you if that might have been uh, his car. Yeah, I remember seeing that car many years ago. Eric's racing didn't it have like a super shaved clean clean engine bay in it. Yeah, it was green. Yeah, yeah, yeah lime green. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember exactly. that car. <laughs> yeah, so it's always like a trip down. Uh, Sport compact car memory lane with you, Brian. <laughs> Austin yeah. and I have talked a lot about sport compact car and how we miss that magazine and blah, 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 blah. I, uh, I, and all this weird crap always comes up in my mind from 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Whenever whenever you and I talk or even, you know, I, th- I I recorded a show with you a while back and we were we randomly got on some topic that I remembered stuff from 2000 and yeah, it, uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird. I, I looked through a couple of back issues of Sport Compact Car that I found in my basement, uh-huh. and uh, something you guys had built was in it. It's like from 14 years ago. <laughs> I still have ago. some of those covers and stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to collect all those magazines. Remember Josh Jaco? Yeah, yeah. I remember you know, he lives here in Michigan now. I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually invited him out tomorrow. I don't know if he'll make it, but hopefully he does. Let me know. I'll get him yeah. through the gate. Oh yeah. Gingerman yeah. likes to charge a gate fee now, unfortunately. So <laughs> let me know. No problem. Um, what uh, uh, What do you think is going to happen with the, the, the DA Integra here tomorrow? You guys got everything sorted out electrically? I or? think everything's sorted out electrically. I, I could probably do a little bit more, but I'm lazy, and I come out here and enjoy myself. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can run it as is. Yeah, um, so this this Integra, this is your, quote-unquote, son's car, right? This is my son's car. Yeah. He, yeah, this was his daily driver for oh, years. Cool. cool. We bought it for him when he was for his 18th birthday. Yeah, uh, it was an automatic transmission, okay. '93 Integra LS Special Edition. Special Edition. Special Edition. Fancy. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, 
Is the motor in it? It's K24, right? Yeah. Uh, is that a TSX motor or what is that? No, this is actually a CRV motor. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. this was the last motor that was in my yellow CRX before we pulled it okay. out. Um, stock motor or no? Besides the supercharger. It might have cams in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't even remember. Huh? I, the, re I, the reason I don't think it does is because it only puts out about 270 horsepower. Okay. And only. I would think that would be closer to 300 if it had cams yeah. in it. So I actually have some Crower cams I want to sla slap in it. I've heard that those CRV heads actually flow pretty well. They do. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. K uh, David Calzada from Kamiata told me something about, like, you put big cams in a CRV motor, and they make, like, TSX motor power. But yeah. Yeah. And that cost, like, a few hundred dollars. Exactly. <laughs> you so can cheap. buy these for four hundred fifty-five hundred dollars all, yeah. all day long. So, so I'm, I've got the, uh, like I said, I've got the uh, cams from Crower. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time is it actually required valve springs too. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna because OEM valve springs can't yeah, take the exactly. So what, I'm do you, gonna, what do you guys rev to with a stock head? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I get so jumpy and antsy when yeah. I talk to Brian. I'm like, holy crap, Brian! Brian Gillespie's here. <laughs> so I will probably rev it to about seventy six. Yeah, I would imagine um, like, a, like a D series or right. LS. Yeah. Although I was talking to. Another gentleman here today. Okay. And it seems to me that the I actually have some high compression pistons. So, but I was talking to another gentleman. It seems to me that the hot setup might be actually to use some RDX rods in here. Really? They're a little bit stronger than the TSX, so we can rev it a little bit higher. RDX is two point three, right? Right. Same rods though? Same rod. It has the same stroke as the K twenty four, but it's got the bore of a K twenty. Really? Yeah. That's why it's a two point three? That's why it's two point three. So huh. they made a thicker cylinder wall because of the turbo. Okay. So I just happen to have an RDX at the shop. Yeah. Although if the if the rods are under two hundred bucks my cost, which they may be, I may just yeah. buy some new rods and throw them in. Okay. So I'm thinking about uh, the high compression pistons, those rods, yeah. the Crower cams, and hopefully I can be up around three thirty ish with in the, the supercharger too. With the supercharger. Um. It's not nine intercooled supercharger, right? Right. Okay. So yeah, the in the intake air temps in Phoenix when we tuned it on Thursday, two hundred and ten. It's not that bad. I would expect higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably yeah. one hundred and twenty outside when you tune. Well, it. no, it's a reasonable. Yeah, that's four. But yeah, uh, it's, it'd be hard to keep detonation away at the, with those kind of air yeah. intakes. And we'll probably also switch to E eighty five. Okay. So that would help a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that would. Yeah, yeah it won't cool the measurement of the temperature but it'll actually cool yeah. the air charge well, what trans do you have in this thing uh this has a ep3 uh 3 simic si okay. transmission with a factory lsd okay i didn't know those had lsd trend no no i'm sorry we took an rsx oh, lsd and okay. threw it in. yeah so i didn't mean the yeah the, uh that's the five speed trans then right? correct a little bit longer ratios then no it's actually pretty short okay it's uh pretty much like the first five gears in rsx type okay so it just uh, doesn't have the Actually, the fifth gear is kind of tall, but the first four gears are about yeah. the same. Yeah. So you, over here, you'd probably be maxing out fourth. Right. That's um, what I'm guessing. What uh, what what kind of diff is in those things from the factory? Is it like a, a regular <coughs> Torsen or something? Just or? a Torsen, yeah. yeah. Which is gear type. Which isn't perfect for 350 horsepower, but, yeah. you know, it'll be it'll be usable. Yeah. Um, it would be probably to our advantage to switch over to some sort of... Uh, one and a half metal way, plate, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I last year I had uh, a metal plate diff in my CRX. Mm -hmm. Brian's shivering; he's literally cold. 
<laughs> and, uh, freezing. It's like 60. It's so nice. <laughs> I had a clutch metal plate uh, diff in my CRX, an M-Factory Magic diff, whatever they call it, and uh, I burned it up finally. It, had, it probably had 50 race weekends on it between the previous owner and me. Um, and so I put my backup trans, which is a Quave and a 4.7. And in turn two over here, the problem with the Quave is if you get a little bit I'm literally lift. I'm almost on two wheels, and so I go through turn two and about halfway. The car goes Zzz! because I'm lifting the inside wheel, <laughs> and so the car falls back on its face. Yeah, because the torso only works when it feels. Resistance. Yeah, you need to have like 10% grip on both tire, on, right. e- on one tire at least. Yeah, and then all the grip on the other tire, and uh, yeah, so I'm doing burnouts in turn two with my inside wheel. Uh, a plate diff would probably feel a little bit better on this car. <laughs> my idiot buddies are doing bur- uh, wheelies in a golf cart, right? Yeah. You can hear them grinding with the rear yeah. bumpers. Or <laughs> I don't think he cares. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, that's got to be plate, a fun. The plate diffs are much better. It for... would be a fun setup like this, though. It's uh, oh yeah. If it's running good tomorrow, I might steal it. Maybe we'll Carter and I need to swap. Yeah, but, um, I think he'd love that. The uh, yeah, the car is mean looking. With it's it's like what three inches wider on either side, or yeah. maybe four. It's very wide. It's really wide. That's a hush it's performance uh, front end. Hush performance front okay. end. It's got the uh, Koenig 18 by 10 inch front wheels <laughs> on the front of an Integra. Of it. <laughs> you know what's funny is we'd run 255s, never 275s on yeah. the front end. We just didn't realize how much more horsepower is going to eat up. Yeah. So yeah, so we yeah, got yeah. You that. have a lot of in, in, inherent drag and scrub, and <sighs> I think it just it just the sheer, sheer the, size the of it. Mass of I it, mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, they're very lightweight wheels, but just the fact that they're, they're 18 by 10. They're 18 by 10. They exactly. got to weigh what, 20 pounds? Yeah. 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 And you got a heavier tire, taller tire. Taller, yeah. Um, and a bigger tire. More rubber. It's 275 yeah. on there right yeah. now. And the st- these street tires, what uh what are they uh they're they're this, for they're for the H what's They're for the FF Battle. FF Battle. Yeah. And we're trying to kind of tune the car for FF Battle. Yeah. To, figure out if we can maximize the wheel and tire yeah. combination and and get it to handle the way we want it yeah and i think it'll i think it works out pretty good i mean we went to our little track in tucson the other day and uh the car was fast around the corners but yeah down the straight just was suffering so mm-hmm. need to add some horsepower yeah yeah i i feel for you with only 280 horsepower yeah <laughs> <sighs> yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. What have you got now? Uh, One thirty. One thirty. <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it, it's an it's a different kind of car than than mine, but it's it's pretty cool. I I love the big front splitter too. But uh, pretty so cool. You, how many track days have you guys done with this thing? Uh probably about four now. Okay. With the well, actually, just one with the new wheels. Two yeah. with the new wheels. Two with the new wheels. Probably. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so you're, and you were you were three with the supercharger. What what was the issue you were having today? Was today, I we uh, um, something with the tune, right? Yeah, something with the tune. It was, no, it wasn't the tune. The tune was fine. You were telling me the something real about problem the was computer. The yeah, the real problem was the battery. The oh, battery okay. is a, an old uh, Optima, and when you fired it up, crank kind of slow, and that gave us a daughter board error, which is for oh, low voltage. Yeah. That so. would be the ECU problem there. Correct. Then, yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, so you think you got that fixed? Yeah. New Basically. battery? No, I just have a jumper I put on it. <laughs> Crank it with the jumper yeah. on it. And then I showed him how to showed him how to get rid of the arrow, which is like when you're driving down the straight at four thousand RPM, you switch it off and on back again real quick. Oh, roll then, the key. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then you have full voltage. Then you have full voltage and everything's fine. Yep. That's a good idea. 
So yeah, roll the key. Yeah, reset the codes. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I think you'll have fun tomorrow with it. It's uh, it's a cool car. I dig it. We're enjoying it. How long are you guys staying in Michigan? Uh, we're here for the rest of this weekend. Next week, uh, we'll be fishing next week up in okay. Fremont and just kind of enjoying the cool weather. Yeah, it's might it's have to get a long be pants, 70, so. 80 degrees. You need some. You, he's literally shivering. He I am literally. He looks <laughs> cold. Do you have any blankets or anything? Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to try and absorb this cold uh, weather so that when I get back down to Phoenix, I don't. It feels so great. Hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you guys drove all the way up here with four of you in the truck? Yeah. That's a long ride, man. What, 35 hours? We didn't or? kill each other. It was That's good. That's good. That's uh, a plus. I was uh, a little concerned for my wife, but she yeah. made it. That's good. And uh, I saw a couple of uh, Facebook posts, yeah. and, and she didn't seem to be loving the drive. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, but she was bragging of how she didn't kill anybody. Yeah, that's so. a plus. Hey, you got to find your be- your victories somewhere. That's right. right? Um, what uh, are you going to get in the car this weekend at all, or what are your intentions? No, this this actually has a fixed seat. Oh. Okay. So uh, unless I had pedal blocks, there's no way. Yeah. yeah. You want me to put you in a car? I'll find something for you. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I've got. Um, I've been driving his uh, his '86 CRX. I re. Uh, Readjusted it like a so GTL I can car or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that chameleon color. Yep, yep, that's the one. I've been enjoying the heck out of that. Okay. Um, I'll probably, I'm in the process of putting together the budget EG, which is a K24 powered EG that I'm going to run on, you know, just okay. track day kind of things. So yeah. um, I'll probably put a roll bar in it yeah. and uh, make it a little bit safer and uh, yeah. Start running in it. In K Series EGs, that'd be a fun car. There's oh, it's so much torque. There's like a it's thousand ridiculous. of them out here. So torque. It's such a good parts bin. Like slap it together, bolt it together, and have fun car on track. Anything you put it, any old Honda with a K Series is a fun car. Yeah. As long as you have good, uh, enough TPS sensors. <laughs> uh, they always lose TPS sensors here. There is a company that makes a. Uh, there's a couple companies that make TPS sensors. Yeah. Uh, I am interested to see if. Their stuff works. I'll probably do a test on a couple of different TPSs. Uh, a buddy of mine did a B-series throttle body on one. Uh-huh. Um, and then he had no problems with it. I, I, well, it was gave and came Miata. And then he put his motor in a, in a Miata. And Interesting. Yeah. I think he's got a B-series throttle you know, body TPS. You the, know, the uh, uh, there was a company that used to make a K-series throttle body that had a little adapter because they just took their K- B-series throttle body and redrilled it. Okay. So uh, there's probably... Um, room for some sort of uh, uh, product there. If somebody yeah. came out with an oversized throttle body that actually used B-series throttle sensors. Something terrible about those K-series TPS sensors. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I think the vibration actually kills them. Yeah. So, uh, you, you swap them, and then you get, you're in a nice stiff chassis or stiff mounts, and then they kind of yeah, fall apart. people yeah. race them, and yeah, yeah, exactly. I only see, I, I don't think I've ever seen a streetcar with a problem on one. But, yeah. uh, the Hall Effect sensors go quite a ways to fixing that. K-Tune makes one, and there's another yeah, company, yeah. Acuity. Okay. Acuity Instruments makes one. Uh, the Acuity Instruments one looks like a factory stock one, okay. and it works really well. Uh, the K-Tune one is uh, is a little bit different. You can okay. tell it's uh, yeah. I've seen a couple of those here. Yeah, yeah. And those those tend to to fix the problem of uh, yeah. coming apart. There was uh, at our Grid Life, uh, which we haven't even really talked about our Grid Life event on the show, but Austin and I did a show with uh, Dave Pratt. 
Uh-huh. Um, um, oh, yeah, I, heard, I, read, that, I that was, listened to that. That was the only thing we've ever talked about grid life this year so far. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's been a busy couple of weeks or, well, a month. With uh, We had a grid life Autobahn event and now this event. and uh, But at, at our grid life event, somebody lost a TPS sensor. Comes up into the I'm, – I'm announcing with Matt Farah uh, in the second floor. And oh, says, Matt, yeah. Hey, can you make an announcement for a TPS sensor, a K-Series TPS sensor? I, I laughed and I made an announcement about it because we always have TPS sensors dying. Um, and within 28 seconds, somebody runs up the stairs of the K-Series TPS because there's always an extra. <laughs> but, yeah, the, Funny. It, it, it's it's a running gag here that the TPS sensors go bad. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold of the Casey one and the Acuity one, okay. and uh, put them on a couple different cars and test them out and see how they do. When you change the TPS sensor, do you have to change the tune at all or no? No, you basically um, if you set it up so that okay, it's about voltages. It's about voltage. So, I mean, yeah. you you can just go in there and and measure the one that's that's not really true. If it's bad, you may not be able to measure, yeah, it. but yeah. you could technically measure. And make sure you have half a volt with okay. it closed, and then your ECU should be okay. Yeah. But most all programmable ECUs have the ability for you to go into the program and do go, some sort yeah. of correction yeah. to put it to zero. Go wide up a throttle, and that's right. your, yeah. Plus, you can usually leave the bolts loose and twist it until you get 0%, which is okay. what you want to see when it's closed and yep. the ignition's on. Then just tighten it down, yeah. and then... Uh, and then take off from there. Yeah, being fine. a D series idiot, I don't have many TPS problems. I just no, you tune the car and it's don't. done. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, D series, B series TPSs. Those ancient old yeah, systems I mean, are fine. If they ever went bad, it was because they sat in the sun too long. Or you pulled the motor and it hit the firewall. <laughs> how I many times did that? Tell you how many times I we used yeah. to have it in our instructions say make sure you pull the throttle body off. Yeah, or you else you're gonna crush the TPS sensor. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. But um. Ah man, it uh, it's been a fun day. It was a long day. Uh, we had uh, we had a bunch of offs at first, uh, but it was really a pretty good event uh, so far. But hopefully the rest of the weekend will be good. So um, yeah, we're into this thing for about forty minutes. So that's probably a podcast for us. Well, let me ask you a few questions. Okay, ask me uh, a few questions. Yeah. All right. So talk to me about this event. Uh, obviously, Grid Life has. Uh, Grid life has become kind of the new hot thing to do. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's been a thing. <laughs> it's it ruined my SCCA season this year. Oh, did it? Really? Uh, because I have to have a family and work my real job and do grid life events. Something had to go. So I'm probably not going to do the runoffs because I just stand all the time. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. One of these days I'll get around to the runoffs, but. Yeah, it, the the major new engine and everything. I know. I well, I'm gonna. I gotta pull that apart and build it. Okay. So I shave the head, cam and stuff. So it frees me up a little. But uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I again stepped on your question. <laughs> Quite <laughs> the, all right. Grid life has got a lot of exposure this year. Uh, last year was we got a lot of exposure, but this year got a little nutter, nuttier. Uh, but that kind of grew out of this event. Uh, Chris, uh, the Honda Meet founder, basically. Um, he also started Grid Life, and I'm I'm his motorsports guy, you know. So I run the track portion. I've re- he and I have done West Michigan. This is our 16th year, uh, 12th year at the track here, mm-hmm. 13th year, 04 to 04 to 16. So whatever that is, but um, yeah, Grid Life That'll is be it's, 13, it's it's different, but yeah, this will be our 13th event here then. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been a little bit busy. It's been a crazy year. Um, I like I'm overwhelmed with the amount of 
feedback and support we've got. I'm also overwhelmed with the amount of work that it is to put on a, a festival event. And we have our Atlanta one coming up, what would that be, a month and a half? Um, yeah, we're doing Road Atlanta August 26th through 28th. So that's our next that's our next event. So once we get through this, I can think about that a little bit. But What's the Honda participation like in the Grid Life events? Um, a little bit less than this, but uh, the Grid Life Midwest event looks a lot like this because probably half of the drivers are the same guys. Right. Because um, we grew that event out of this event. Mm-hmm. So we brought a lot of the same faces in. Uh, our, advanced, our advanced instructor crew is about the same. Um, but the beginners, we get a lot. We get a lot more, you know, Evos, STIs, BRZs than Hanami does. But Hanami isn't strictly Hondas, obviously. There's other cars here. Yeah. Um, but uh, any event that sells out in four minutes uh, is got a core audience, and our core audience is a lot of Hondas here. So, but uh, Grid Life is different. It's it's a different crowd, and it's busy. Did you see any of the any, any of the videos from oh, Grid yeah. Life? Crazy. This, I mean, this it's place seems rave. full, but. It's literally there's nothing here compared to grid life. It was all the way to turn two over there, full of campers, like thousands of campers. It was it was insane. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a long kind of stressful couple months planning these events and stuff. Mm-hmm. It uh, Austin was uh, Austin was Austin along with our buddy Mike Cohn, who's been on the show. Um, they were our chief instructors for the last two Audubon or the Audubon and the Grid Life Festival event. Um, Austin can't be here today. Our buddy Luke, who's our original chief instructor, and he's going to be here for the the rest of the weekend. He's our, you know, everybody's. We've had a good crew, good hard working crew uh, doing the track portion. Um, but this is this event is kind of just it's kind of like the special one to us because it's it, Grid Life is created to preserve this event and right. like keep it the same feel. So, do you plan yeah. on moving either a Grid Life or a Honda Meet out west? Um, We've talked to a couple. Uh, well, we've we've had a lot of discussions with people about ideas for tracks out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Farah actually suggested the the uh, right up by you uh, um, the Bondurant track. Right. Uh, but I've never been there. I have no idea what it looks like. But well, he knows nice. he knows them, and he said that they're cool. They are <laughs> for whatever that means. But but there's also Cage Evanson who runs yeah. uh, NASA out there. NASA out there, and yeah. he's would be happy to have you guys come out, I'm sure. What, Although it probably wanted to be in a NASA event as well. That's so. that's the problem is we've talked to other sanctions. Like I talked to SCCA about incorporating like a bracket enduro series right. in Atlanta. And it just gets kind of hard like mm-hmm. um, with insurance and with like who's the boss for this and that. And um, it it's it, – I don't know. It's, it's a pain in the butt to do these festival events. I would love to do one out west eventually, though. We if 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 Atlanta goes like we hope it goes, that'll put us in a position to probably do something within a year or two out west. They so. recently had an event out in Phoenix that had both drift and yeah. road racing and drag racing. It's going to be a thing. You're going to yeah. see more of that because spectators have, want to watch drift. Yeah, so. and we have three tracks out there. What what are the three tracks right now in Phoenix? Yeah, Bondurant, which is yeah. used to be called Firebird West. Okay, you have. Uh, Wild Horse Pass East, which is the that's the one I wasn't thinking near of. the freeway. Yep, and then you have uh, the n- main track, which is actually incorporates the drag strip. Okay. Now, they use the infield quite a bit on the main drag strip for drifting. Okay. Um, there's a series of S's and switchbacks okay. and stuff, and some other turns, and then um, they'll also do drifting out on Bondurant tracks. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. And then there's actually Bondurant has their track as well. Yeah. 
They have their own track. They have their own track. Yeah. So, uh, but I think when everything changed recently, Bondurant also leased the West track as well, so okay. they can lease that out to special events. Yeah. There's quite a bit of parking available there. Not really camping. Okay. That's the big problem. Yeah. I don't know that you could do camping there the way you do it here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's might the, be a problem. That's the hard part is finding something that would be identical, or do we just do something different? You know. Um, yeah. I mean, the tracks yeah. that you can do camping at would be Button Willow. Yeah. Uh, um, or uh, Chuckwalla. Okay. Uh, Chuckwalla has uh, camping. Has I heard that there's facilities. not much around Chuckwalla. It's there's not shit around. Like you'd have to bring place. everything in too. Pardon so. my French. That's but, fine. It's an uncensored show. So okay. Thanks to our buddy Christian Ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have, like, a retirement community trailer park in the area yeah. and uh, a bunch of uh, empty buildings okay. uh, out but near the freeway. Um, so, yeah, there's not much going on there. Yeah. Well, at least there's nobody to annoy. Very true. We got a lot of noise complaints yeah. here last time. <laughs> you would not get any. Yeah, there's, I think, nobody, to I think, there's uh, nobody to complain. I think we had 27 noise complaints, even though we were allowed to do it, and we had talked to the police. and Everybody, it was fine, but, like, the neighbors were sad. I'm like, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so it, it's, we yeah. shut it down at midnight. It was fine. Well, uh, I think you could also do – I'm assuming that Willow Springs yeah. has some sort of facility for doing that as well. Yeah. We, uh, because I see motorhomes there. So we'll I we'll send assume. Austin around to investigate all these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, the, if the event series – if grid life becomes what we want it to become, um, it will be nationwide. So, uh, and, and it'll probably be, you know, kind of a sanctioning body style thing. Probably um, Button Will is your best choice because you can't yeah. do it at Laguna Seca. You can't no. do it at Infineon. But we, but know. we also do our support events, like we do Time Attack slash HPDE events, which kind of turn in. I would hope to would kind of turn into like what would be like a, a NASA regional weekend or a SCCA regional weekend. No festival element, but maybe have a drift session and. Right. Um, I don't know. There's uh, there's a lot of directions it could go so yeah we, we've talked at length chris and i and holly and the rest of our staff like where does this go like i don't know we're still event to event event, event to event at this point so yeah willow has uh streets of willow or yeah. yeah willow springs has three tracks they have big willow streets of willow and uh horse three horse thief basin okay uh big willow actually has really good viewing you can see almost okay. the entire track from i've, I've uh, never the been there ever yeah. um and uh, then Streets of Willow, there's a part that disappears over the back side of the mountain a little bit, but uh, for the most part, you can see a lot of that track. Spectator as well. stuff is something you got to consider too. So that might, right? Yeah, I, if the spectators can see everything, that makes for kind of a cooler spectator event. Yeah, especially with drifting and stuff. But yeah, um, I don't think I don't think Button Willow would be very good for that. Yeah, but I think Streets of Willow would be fine for that. Okay, uh, interesting. Or Willow Springs, or uh, yeah, there's there's potential Willow, there. Willow. We'll see where it goes. Of course, the Right. So, interesting. Yeah, it's been a busy year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're SCC, SCCA racing. Yeah. You're not racing, but you're also part of the board for the ST. ST committee, yeah. ST committee. Uh, yeah, the rules. Com- the, rule, the rules the, committee. They call it the ad hoc or the rules advice. S- the, it's the advisory committee for okay. the AC. Yeah. I got a question for you about yeah. that. If I have a particular car combination that i want approved for yeah. use in a thing or i want to supercharge something or whatever yeah uh what's the process for doing something like that um 
the basically you write a letter, uh, uh-huh. which doesn't involve uh, pencil or pen or ink anymore uh, or stamps. Uh, you just go to I think it's crbscca.com or something. Um, mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I probably type it into my computer without even thinking about it. But I think it's crbscca.com, mm-hmm. um, and it's you type in your member number, um, so you have to be an SCCA member to request things. Sure, um, and you type in the class you're talking about. Uh, you know, just click on it all and. And you just write a letter. And some people write really long letters. Uh, but a lot of them are like, hey, I want uh, 5% less weight. Or I run this, and I think this, and I think we should run this. And, you know, um, But say you wanted to, in STU, it's a little bit more of an unlimited class, you know, right. or a little Wild West class. Engine swaps are allowed. Turbos and superchargers are allowed. Um, but a lot of what we classify is drivetrains in ST because um, it's more of an engine focus class it's a dis- it's a weight to displacement class mm-hmm. and you're allowed to do motor swaps so a lot of times the chassis there's different uh, in the rule book there's shorter rules for each stu and stl um but it's basically there's a lot of stuff about the engine and then there's a lot there's stuff about the chassis and then uh you know weight adders for strut or weight subtractors for strut versus double wishbone things like that um so you come up with a combo and you write a big letter so and then we we spent too much time on a Monday night on a conference call bantering about it, and then we <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're like midnight. Bantering. It's nice. it's <laughs> back and forth between. There's yeah. uh, I think there's seven of us or six or seven of us on most conference calls. Typically, it's uh, there's also a member of the uh, the CRB, the Club Racing Board, mm-hmm. who actually makes the decisions. Um, so we send our recommendations to them. Um, we do all the legwork and what they want to find out about. You know. You know the potential of this or that, uh, and we send our submissions to the CRB, and then they actually make the rule. So sometimes we can all agree on something and it won't happen, mm-hmm. but that's very rare. Uh, typically, if we agree on something, it's it, it's what happens. But uh, the CRB does have final say, um, and that's that's its own, that's another board basically. So does it help to have a well reasoned argument when you oh, yeah. write a letter? Oh yeah, uh, a lot of times it's you can. You know the guy just you know got third place at the majors and he's been trying, uh, and and he'll you can tell he wrote it the Monday morning when he after he lost, and it's like, I know that dude was on old tire. Somebody was probably somebody on the committee was probably at the race, and you know the guy was on old tires or he just doesn't drive that well, and you just can't make concessions for everything. Sure, um, but because then everybody you know th- then the. The, the bogey changes race to race because the, oh, fa- yeah. the fast might. guys are going right, to take right. everything they can. Um, so you really need to think about the class as a whole, um, whether it's STU or STL or, you know, there's an ad hoc committee for every class. So I asked about right. that class specifically just because it seems to be the hot. Right now it's hot like the hottest right. growing class. Yeah. yeah. And part of it also is because Spec Miata can roll into STL um, with no changes. Um, so we get a lot of Spec Miatas, but less and less. There's, Every year, there's more and more STL builds. Um, I thought I would have a really, really decent chance with my D15. Like the, it's the lightest car in class, mm-hmm. um, two thousand pounds versus the K series, which is like twenty six to twenty seven hundred pounds. Same tire, you know. The problem really is that my schedule is so tight with a, a young family and all this stuff. So I don't. I just don't race enough. Um, right. I, I'm lucky if I race three times a year, four times a year. So. But I raced in, in uh, March, which we haven't really talked about on the show much, but I raced in March w- at uh, the Road Atlanta Majors, mm-hmm. and I, my car got shortened by two feet. Um, oh. My CRX got shortened by two feet. It looks fine now. Uh, <laughs> I fixed it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, 
I don't think we really talked about it on the show much, but wow. uh, maybe just maybe one show we mentioned it. But um, so you must not be a diehard listener, Brian. <laughs> but yeah, I was. Uh, uh, I had a good day Friday, good day Saturday, and By finding the way, actually, more spirit. I'm old and I forget, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, Don't make me admit that. The, again. the start on the Sunday race, I was mid pack in STL, mm-hmm. and my second time at the track ever, which is a scary track. And I'm working my, I was a couple seconds off where I wanted to be. Actually, I remember the story now. But go yeah. ahead, please. Um, <laughs> we're going under the bridge, and some, I'm in the right hand lane of the two lanes of cars. Somebody under the bridge missed a shift. It turns out I, on, the sh- on the show, I think I described what I thought happened, but now it turns out that uh, a Lotus missed a shift from second to third. He went from second to first, I think. Uh, or maybe third, fourth, and you know, yeah. he missed a shift. He went up a gear, and he slowed down with no brake lights. The car behind him almost hit him. The car behind him hit that guy, and I was the car behind that guy. And I almost didn't hit him. Like, I kissed him with the bumper, and then an RX-8 had just downshifted and drove straight into me. <laughs> like, he penetrated me. <laughs> and I, had wh- I, I, I was rear-ended, and I had whiplash because oh. I hit so hard. And then I flung forward when I hit the other car in front of me. I hit an mm-hmm. E46. I became the Ori, the white filling in a RX-8 and E46 sandwich. And my wimpy little CRX uh, did not appreciate that. It was two feet shorter. 12 oh. inches front, 12 inches back. So um, That took a lot of the wind out of my sails for this year. Mm-hmm. And I got, I fixed it. I pulled. I tied it to a tree and pulled the back end out. I Within like... The bare, mi- the like almost within the limit of the rules. I fixed the front end. I did kind of a tube frame because you're allowed to repair or replace the radiator support. Got it. Um, and so I obviously replaced it with tubing. <laughs> so I didn't. I couldn't find a front end for a CRX anywhere that wasn't crashed. I have one. Uh, well, you live in Phoenix. Well, well, well I come up here with your engine. But, that's true. <laughs> but uh, so I, it's it's to the letter of the rules. And some people, there's a couple guys who think that I'm cheating, but. It's kind of here and there with me. Mm-hmm. I'll be mid to upper pack tops, you know. But um, I intend to build another car in the future, so I didn't want to put a lot of money into this one. I have right. my next shell already uh, that I want to build, like, my ultimate car with uh, and build, like, the ultimate STL slash uh, Honda Challenge H2 car. Mm-hmm. I ran a Honda Challenge event last December. I really liked it. I really like the contingency that NASA has. Yeah. Oh, That's my like- gosh, it's so good. Like, I got third place, and I won, like, $175 in stuff. <laughs> It was great. But, uh, yeah, so that's what's happening with my SCCA season. And, uh, yeah, I like being on the advisory committee. It's really interesting. I, my brain thinks in the way I think that works okay for that. Um, I enjoy the rules writing process a little bit. Like, that's good. you, you got to write the rule to cover every base, and that's it's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I think yeah, it's a cool procedure. Yeah, yeah. So I, you really got to have a good argument if you want to change something. It's interesting. Yeah. I have listened to rules arguments with uh, Southern California Timing Association yeah. and with NASA, yeah, and yeah. It, it's it's all pretty interesting how. And every how organization they're... does it differently. They, mm-hmm. um, you know, some organizations it's like three people for per class, and they just kind of like use their best judgment. And if you look at a lot of, uh, if you look at some rule sets, you can tell like it's written. It's it's there there are holes in a lot of rules. I think SCCA probably does the best job of writing a rule set with no holes in it. Um, I do like the NASA H two. Pull my uh, pull my recorder now. I do like the NASA H two or Honda Challenge rule set because um, uh, let me get a sound check and hit your say 
Say a word. Testing. One, two, three. Oh, we're good. Right. Um, I like the NASA Honda Challenge rule set because it's kind of a power-to-weight class now. Mm-hmm. You just you can do a couple mods to each drivetrain, like a D-series. You can do a ton of stuff, too, but you can only make 140 horsepower. And, but you can weigh 2,000 pounds. Yeah, see. Um, so, but it does have a pretty even playing field in H2. It's a little bit more track-dependent for the small motors like mine. Yeah. But, like, the B16 is kind of the dominant motor. But I think a lot of it is because the fast guys run that. Well, um, no, I think it's, so. I think a lot of it is because ideally weight and tire size. Yeah, that's your sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. and finding and I, a happy medium between that and power. It is. You know, I, I think that you could, but I think you could win with a B eighteen. Oh yeah, the definitely. As well, yeah, but the, but the issue is that's kind of the sweet spot, and I think a lot of people realize yeah. it. And it's also the easy button. You can make the max. I think it's one sixty five a B sixteen can make. With just the oh, yeah. allowed Type R cams and and, and a tune. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. people are having a detune. My buddy Brad Adams, who's been doing really well this year, I built the cage in a, in, a, in the car. He's been on the show a couple times. He won his last two race weekends. Um, actually, got second on Saturday, I think, at Autobahn last week. But uh, yeah, he made like 175, like right out of the box with the Type R cams and an intake manifold. Like mm-hmm. they had to take all the timing out of the thing up top, and it's it's a potent little combination with a stock JDM OBDO B16, you know. Right. So in H2, that's a good setup. But yeah. I do like that rule set from a different perspective because it's simpler. It is um, simpler, without a doubt. I just I I hate the horsepower cap thing. Yeah, I do I too. That, I do too. I think that that. It's not a builder's class because of that. Right. Where, like, you you and I are kind of tinkerers, you know, which is why I'm more drawn to the STL rule set. Right. Because you can look at all, like, you look at every detail and you think, oh, yeah, I think I, I, think I can make this out of that. And that's the fun part for me. Yeah. Um, Brad Adams, like, he's not a tinkerer. Like, he wants to go out there and rip it. Like, he wants to go wheel to wheel and, you know, do barn burners for 40 minutes with, uh, with really close competition. And he's got a good spot where he's at. So, yeah. And I can tell that's why he's more drawn to that. It's a simple combination, OEM parts. Um, and it would be a good STL car if the cams were legal. The cam, yeah. One cam is a little too big. Yeah, I, I think that rather than putting a horsepower limit on it, they really should have just put a parts limit on it. Yeah, yeah. Here are your parts, you know, yeah. boom. You know, the, the, you can leave headers open. I'd love to. Do, I'd love leave. to do that. Like, yeah. I would be more drawn to H two if it wasn't for the horsepower limit. Because yeah. the D series, if you look at actual strict power to weight, uh, which they have a different formula. I was texting with Sam Myers, the national director, last weekend. Um, their formula involves calculating like torque into it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, on their formula, they're all pretty even. Um, but if you actually just divide the weight by the horsepower, the D series is kind of outgunned. But it'd be really good at Mid Ohio because it's super light, you know. So it's kind of it's more of a horse for course kind of thing. Like you got to pick the pony for the right track. Right. Um, in in like my stupid D series case, <laughs> I just love D series. I don't know why, but I just um, want to be in the class that has the best rule set for D series. Yeah, <laughs> there's no class for that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but my card goes through consumables like nope. I mean, it doesn't go through any consumables. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to my K20 brethren and STL who are burning down 225 Hoosiers every weekend, I can go season. <laughs> so it's, you know, it, I got I also got to play with my budget. I got a lot of D series crap laying around, you know. There you go. So, but yeah, it, I, I'm enjoying, you know, a lot of the uh, the aspects of STL. Um, I think being a super popular class, it's also bringing out some of the really good drivers. Like, 
Yeah, Ims- that always racer. does. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. The super popular class is, is yeah. winds up being a... Spec Miata's got amazing drivers in both yeah. series. Uh, STL, is uh, our, our, our current champion is Kevin Bohm, who's racing with Honda. Um, mm-hmm. He's pro, you know pro racer, you know engineer, you know, t- development driver. He drives every day for Honda. Um, yep. Chad Gilsinger races STL. His son races STL. They're uh, he, Chad's a pro racer, development driver for Honda. Um, you got a really good, a lot of good racers in STL. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm gonna always be mid pack if I compare myself to them. So I just kind of got to play with my budget, and my time, and have the most <laughs> fun I can with it. And I think the new motor that's on my uh, under my tent over there might be the fun one. Fantastic. So. I well, do. Cool. I appreciate you bringing it out again. Hey, <laughs> my pleasure. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's very clean. You did. You didn't make it dirty. So no, I we I palleted it. Did a stuck great in the shop, job. Took it out. <laughs> to in the car. Excellent work. The day before we left. So, anything else you want to talk about here? We're into no, this I, thing for about uh, about one hour. I'm so. good. I'm right. good. You're shivering too. I am so cold. <laughs> I'm gonna go have another beer. You gotta put some pants on, man. I yeah. He is wearing shorts. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a go good day, man. I'm going to go sit in a sleeping bag. I, I appreciate you hanging out on the show a little bit with me again, man. Yeah. So, always uh, a pleasure. Always fun. I'll, I'll probably put this one up soon because Austin's busy moving into an apartment. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. So. Cool. All right, man. Uh, thanks for coming out again. Thanks. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, bye.